Hello, and thank you for joining me for this very first episode of ADHD in Academia. First, I'm going to introduce myself and my goals for the podcast, and then I'll move on to the actual content of the episode. My name is MJ, and I've been a student in higher education on and off for about the last 16 years. I was diagnosed with ADHD formally last year, but I suspected that I'd had it for several years before that. Ever since getting my diagnosis, I have been getting a lot of support, uh, which has helped me work with my brain and actually understand how it works. And through that process, I discovered a lot of the strategies and coping mechanisms I developed over the years to help me survive in higher education. So after changing my major several times, I finally graduated with my undergraduate degree just a few days before I turned 30, and I'm now in a master's program and will be starting a PhD program in the upcoming fall semester. So I have a lot of experience in the higher education system and in navigating it with the struggles and challenges that come with ADHD. Unfortunately, most classes at the university level are designed for neurotypical brains, and my mission with this podcast is to help others with ADHD thrive and succeed in their undergraduate or graduate education by sharing some of the techniques and strategies I've learned to use over the last 16 years, and also discussing other things I've learned about using university resources to help you as well. So I'm planning to record weekly episodes of this podcast that will be 10 to 20 minutes long that will have actionable steps and tasks that you can do between each episode. And then I'm going to follow up in the next week's episode on the previous week's content and then introduce new content in that episode as well with actionable steps again. Eventually, if the podcast gets going and has listeners. I also would love to do like Q&A episodes, but um, until then, I'm just going to stick to this structure that I just described. Okay, so since I would like to keep these episodes short, that's going to be it for my introduction, and I am going to start talking about something that is extremely important, uh, and that is preparing for your fall semester starting now, which sounds crazy because it's July. But if you have ADHD especially, you should start preparing as soon as you possibly can. Any student should prepare for the fall semester or spring semester as soon as they can, but it's especially important for students with ADHD because this planning may take a little bit longer. And I will go into reasons why that's the case. But so the first actionable item that I'm going to suggest is to start reaching out to your professors via email to ask for your syllabi for all your classes and your textbooks. Or if they're not textbooks, what materials or other books you might need for the class. And before I get into some more specifics of that, I also wanna mention briefly the proper email etiquette you should be using when emailing your professors because I've heard a lot of professors mention that this is a pet peeve of theirs when students email them very informal emails without complete sentences or introducing it with something like, hi, professor so-and-so or doctor so-and-so. And I will also say, if you do not know if your instructor has a doctorate degree, do not 
use Mr. or Ms. or Mrs. as their title. Always use professor or doctor because you don't know if this will offend them if you don't use the right title, although I suspect for most of them it won't. But just to be careful, I would use that title and especially because it's going to be your first contact most likely with this professor. You want to make a good impression and of course use complete sentences, you know, with capital letters, a period, commas where they're appropriate and try your best. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just try to make it somewhat professional looking. And also don't make it too long because professors get a lot of emails and if you make something that's extremely long, they may not read all of it and get to all the questions you might have. While I don't suggest spending a ton of time editing your emails, I would take some time to edit this one and make sure it has the essentials of what you're asking. May I have the syllabus for this class that I'm registered for, introduce yourself as well, uh, or if you haven't registered for the class and are thinking about registering for it, this is still a, a step you can take and say that in the email, I'm thinking about registering for this class. I'm trying to determine my course load and I would love to look at the syllabus for next semester. The professor may not have the syllabus ready for fall semester right now because it is rather early, but they may also send you an older one and you can certainly ask for one uh, if it's going to be pretty similar. And just know, of course, that the dates are not going to be the same from the last time that they taught it because this is a new semester. But also, your school might have a directory for syllabi. And oftentimes, even if different professors teach the courses, they'll put one for each professor. I recommend looking for that and not usually within the school's website because it can be difficult to navigate. I've been more successful just Googling that. Uh, you know, the name of the, the university, the name of the course, the number, and then the professor's name even maybe, but or even just syllabus directory and your university's name. And lastly, sometimes other websites will have this information that previous students have uploaded I would definitely be careful downloading anything from a website that you don't, that you're not familiar with. Or if you have a friend who took the class before, they might be willing to send you an old syllabus. If you can't get a syllabus from the professor, these are some other steps you can take. And there's also the possibility that your professor may not get back to you. Sometimes they take the summer off or they're teaching summer classes, which are very intensive and they're busy, especially right now with what's going on in the world with COVID-19. And they also, because of that, probably have a lot to plan for in the fall semester. You can certainly send them a gentle reminder in a follow-up email, maybe after a week goes by. But if you don't continue to hear from them, I would try to get the syllabus through another way that I just suggested. Also, I recommend asking for the textbook information, which you can usually find that information somewhere else, either through your student portal, through the school's website, or through the school store's website. But I would also just check in with the professor about that, if, especially if they don't include the textbook information on their syllabi, so you can say that in email. 
and if you could send me any textbook information if what's on the syllabus isn't accurate or up to date. And the reason for that is because I've had school stores have incorrect edition numbers because it hadn't been updated yet, and you don't want to get the wrong textbook and have to return it and then get another one. And that's another reason why it's important to start this early. I have ordered textbooks in the past in July and just gotten them when the semester started because I had to return it for whatever reason and then had to wait for another one to come in and may have been on back order. So it's just smart to start doing these things now. You don't have to do all of this in one go, but break it up especially if you're taking more than one class, this may be kind of tedious to do all in one sitting. So I would break it up, but try to get a lot of the stuff done between this episode and next week's episode. And so now I'm going to go into more specifics about why I recommend getting the syllabus and the textbook as early as possible. And that is due to many ADHDers having difficulty accurately determining how long something is going to take them. And I think a lot of us will fall into a trap of way over committing ourselves because we think we can get this, that, and the other thing done in five minutes or 10 minutes or some long complicated paper or assignment done in two hours when it should be taking, you know, 10 hours. And also because we have some other challenges with getting started or transitioning between tasks and time blindness, these are additional time-consuming things that will take away our time to actually do the work even if we have the best intentions to do it and are even sitting at our desk with the book in front of us. So really analyzing a syllabus and the content of a textbook is very important before you start the class because if you find out during the summer that you might not be ready for the class or you do not have time to take a class along with these other classes that may be more advanced and take up way more of your time or are maybe a new subject for you that you're going to just need to invest more time in to getting that material into your brain. And that's another reason why starting this early can help you decide maybe to switch up your classes a little bit and then other classes that you might want to register for instead of certain classes you're already registered for right now might still have room in them for one. And you also will get a full refund if you make this change before the ad drop date that your school sets for the semester. So once you have the correct textbook information, it's likely that you're not going to be able to get a hard copy of the book right away. Or maybe you're good with ordering ebooks online, which is usually a little bit cheaper, and then you have access to it. Uh, but sometimes your access is limited to, you know, a certain number of months. So just keep that in mind too, because you don't want to get that too early before the semester starts and then not have it at the end of the semester because you lost access because it was only like three months that you were able to purchase of access. And so given what I just said about people with ADHD not being able to accurately determine how long something takes them, you can use your syllabus now and try to figure that out. What are these assignments? When are they due? How long is it going to take me? Have I ever done an assignment like this before? And since you might be doing this for the first time, 
determining how long it's going to take you right now, you're probably not going to be right. And it's probably going to take you longer. A good rule of thumb that I've heard people with ADHD trying to do this type of assessment is to add on, you know, 30 minutes or an hour to the actual time that you give yourself or think that something's going to take you. And another way that you can do this is if you have that textbook information, you can go often to the publisher's website or Amazon. Um, Publisher's websites and some other websites that sell textbooks, but again, be careful with making sure it's a reputable website that you're not going to be downloading any malware or anything. But uh, a lot of actual reputable textbook sellers online will also have access to the first chapter and table of contents of a textbook via PDF that you can download. And then I'm sure many of you have seen this on Amazon. There are previews to, to books. So you can use this for textbooks to look at the table of contents usually and at least look through part of the first chapter. If your class doesn't use textbooks but has more traditional, maybe chapter-type books, uh, depending on what type of class it is, then oftentimes you can see that preview as well. And if none of these work, you can also attempt to borrow the textbook or the book from your school's library. Right now, a lot of libraries, uh, when you request something through interlibrary loan or even just through their regular method of requesting textbooks and picking them up, they're switching to ebooks so that you don't have to come into the library. And if you're a new, really new student and this is your freshman year, you may not have access to library resources quite yet. Some schools, if you're not actually registered for classes during the summer, may restrict your access to library resources, which is unfortunate. But a lot of local libraries will have this same type of benefits of being able to do interlibrary loan requests. And if you're able to get that access to a textbook, you can just start reading through the textbook and seeing maybe how long the questions in the back of the the chapter take you or questions that are after each section. And if you uh, don't have a regular textbook with those types of questions, You can also do this next step, which is also determining if you have the right background knowledge to understand the content of this book or the course. Because I've fallen into this trap where I didn't do as well in a required course for a more advanced course, and I was not ready for that next level class. And me being extremely stubborn and thinking that I can get a ton of things done in short amount of times when it's impossible, have overestimated that I would be fine in that advanced class as long as I just stayed on top of it and was able to stick to my schedule, which I have an extremely hard time doing due to a lot of the challenges I have with my ADHD symptoms. So when you're doing this exercise, I recommend being completely honest with yourself and it can be a hard decision to make to maybe retake a class that you took before to get the background knowledge back into your head that you would need for that class because the consequences of this can be pretty bad if you take the class and either have to drop it or withdraw from it and then lose that money that you spent on the class and then maybe have to go back and take the previous class again and then pay so that's like three classes that you would 
would have paid for. Another way to make up for any deficits in your foundational knowledge would be to study over the summer. However, as someone with ADHD, I have an extremely hard time setting up a structure for myself if it's not something that I am just so interested in and passionate about. I need that class structure with consequences like getting a bad grade and having it affect my GPA for me to really actually learn some of that content. That's again something you can assess if, if you think you have the time and the are able to put in a structure or maybe you just absolutely love the topic and know that you'll read through it. But I would be really cautious if you have ADHD with making that type of decision. Okay, so that is all that I wanted to go over in this episode, and I'm getting to the end of the length that I was shooting for here. So I am going to end it here and also do a quick recap of what we talked about and remind you that what I discussed in this episode was to start preparing for your fall classes now by emailing your professors and remembering to do so with correct email etiquette using complete sentences and appropriate introductions. You're going to be asking your professors for the syllabus and the textbook information for the course. If you can't find the syllabus or they don't get back to you, you can always send an email reminder the next week. And looking online at your university's directory of syllabi if they have one, or perhaps reaching out to a friend or looking elsewhere online and being careful not to download anything from any questionable websites. And then also getting your textbook information. You may be able to get access to the first chapter or go to Amazon and be able to have access to the table of contents and some of the first chapter. And you're going to use the syllabus and the textbook to analyze how long these assignments are going to take you. And then also using the textbook to see if some of your predictions for how long these assignments will take you are accurate by going through some of the questions in the first chapter and seeing how long they take you to answer. Also using the textbook to see if you have the right foundational knowledge for this class. I really appreciate you joining me for this first episode and I hope that you will listen again next week. We will be going over how to use the academic calendar and possibly start discussing some of the resources in the disability office that you will be able to access at your university. Lastly, I would like to thank Avocado Junkie for the music I used in this episode. All right, have a wonderful week and thank you so much.